0: Black lives still matter. This is the Exordia Creative Podcast. You just came back from a camping trip. I did. Tell the people where you went. Just cracked a bubbly. Cheers.
1: I went up to uh, Grundy Lake with my wife and my dog.
0: No idea where that is. So Zero a, idea.
1: It's a little north of uh, Perry Sound. Yeah, we just up at Grundy. And we, did, we we did we did go to Perry Sound. We made a day trip the day it was raining. Okay. Um, we decided to go for a little drive and head up to um, Perry Sound there. Anyway, yeah, man, it was a week out in the sticks. Yeah. Tenting it.
0: Funny story about the, the raining day. Yeah, go ahead. But yeah, you disconnected. Yeah. Like you were saying your screen time is probably way lower. Yeah, like less than an hour a day. How's the service like?
1: Great, great. It was okay. actually great. So you have it when you need it. I have it when I need it, but I really wanted to make a yeah. conscious effort to keep my phone away. Um, it was great. Grundy Lake was awesome. Uh, it's a great provincial park. Um, there's cliff jumping there. You can go to like jump off some cliffs. That's how Did we you jump? Yeah, that's how we bathed way so the showers were closed at the provincial parks gotta jump to shower so we brought like body wash and stuff it was all natural body wash I should say so hopefully it didn't screw up the ecosystem or anything but that's what we would do we'd scrub down and then jump off a cliff and get clean and we actually did that before the ride home today Nice. Um, so we were nice and clean for the ride home but yeah it was good we brought our dog and I was okay. a little nervous about it she's nine months old so we weren't sure number one how she right. would how she would fare on a six hour car ride yeah, number that's one. number one. Yeah. I slept. saw
0: your setup in your car. That was yeah. pretty cool. She
1: slept the whole time. She was an angel. And then we also took her canoeing, and we were a little nervous about that because she's a golden doodle, right? So she's high energy. Yeah. But she sat the entire time. Wow. Yeah. So it was good, man.
0: So before we started filming, you told me you saw some bears. Yeah, we What did. does a golden doodle d- do when she sees a bear?
1: She did not see the bear. So <laughs> luckily, we were in our vehicle driving through the campsite, oh, and okay. we had heard that there was bears out. And obviously, there's bears. We're up, yeah. we're up north, and these people... All of us, we hadn't been there in a long time because provincial parks had been closed. This right. was one of the first days of it opening. Right. And so we were driving around, and literally within minutes of talking to somebody about this bear sighting, we yeah. see a little black bear running. Oh, it
0: was, so the it, bears just reclaimed it. They reclaimed it's it, right? Again.
1: There's no humans, so they're like, okay, whatever, we can roll up. So now they're in the process of unfortunate. Kind of cool. It's unfortunate too, though, because they are capturing them and then re, like relocating them into different parts of the park where there's no campers. Mm. But, yeah, so we had to keep a clean sight, can't keep garbage, can't keep anything. Everything had to stay in the vehicle. So my wife's SUV smells disgusting.
0: Would she try to act tough if she saw a bear face-to-face? I don't know. know. Yeah, see, that's scary.
1: But here's the thing. Bears are more scared of you than we are. Am I saying that right? You don't want
0: your dog blowing up your spot, though, if your dog's trying to act tough. I don't.
1: I don't. And we were in a tent, and, like, our dog, it was kind of cool to watch how primal she got. So she's not a big barker. But when people would walk by her site and stuff woof, 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 Like she just started barking Almost like territorial She acted a lot different Yeah Than, than um, She can tell self. she's like out in the wilderness Yeah, yeah She's kind of like Yo is this her Is this what we're doing forever now But Yeah it was, a, it was a great trip
0: That's good man But yeah okay Speaking about um, The rainy day So if you guys know um, On iMessage There's this thing called Digital touch messages mm-hmm. Where you can draw a little scribble With your finger Or send your heartbeat And um Anyway, I'm at work one afternoon, just hanging out, and I get a digital touch message from Quentin. It's like a random doodle, pretty much. It meant nothing. I'm like, okay, whatever. Maybe he's trying to draw something. I don't know. (laughs) And then I got, like, five of them. And then I got ten of them. Like, a rapid succession all at once. So I'm like, what's going on? Um, I send him, what's up? And instead of responding, he just sends back, like, ten more over the course of a couple minutes. So at this point, I'm just like... Worst case scenario, what if he's on the ground and he's just trying to reach his phone and that's all that's his only way of communicating. Yeah. That's what was going through my head. The so bear I, got me. Yeah. <laughs> so I called and they were in the middle of a rainstorm trying to pack stuff up and Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it did rain the one whole day, and I'm not kidding, the entire day. Yeah. It was a pretty depressing day, but we made a game. we made a day out of it. We went to Perry Sound for a little bit. It stopped raining for a little, then it rained while we were there. And then we came back, we played Scrabble. Sarah beat me again by like ten points. Okay. But both it sleep. is. It is what it is. So yeah.
0: Myth busted. Quentin didn't die. I did not die. Had me going. And you called me days. too. And yeah. I was
1: literally, and I think what it was, it might've been my watch. You're right. It might've been my watch when I was setting up the tarps yeah. and stuff, but yeah. So it was good to disconnect for the week. Um, we're back. I'm excited to be back. Um, we got a lot of exciting stuff going on. So Yeah. Yeah, and I'm totally out of touch, by the way, with what's going on in the world. So Jared carefully crafted up our talking
0: points for this week. Yeah, we've got a few of them.
1: Yeah, so next up, we're talking about the Apple WWDC, and all I know is that iOS 14 came out.
0: Okay, so yeah, um, uh, talking points aren't going to be super news-oriented this week. We're going to try to keep it light, but as a uh, couple Apple nerds, we got to talk about WWDC. So this is maybe the first time ever that Apple's uh, yearly software conference unveiling was held online true due to the circumstances of what's happening um, as a video nerd you would be blown away by the production quality okay obviously they brought their a1 game yeah it's insane go watch it after mm-hmm. it's like two hours long but just just scrub through it okay dude the production next wow. level awesome anyway um, iOS 14's out a lot of cool stuff if you have an iPhone I got the beta today um, which you can do it's not perfect um, if you're going to if you're going to upgrade, you should know that it is a little buggy. It's officially not gonna come out for three months. Somebody like me, no way I can wait three months to try out the new software. So I tried it. Some of the cool things, you can now tap the back of your phone. So if you're watching on video, you can just tap it. And I've yep. got it set up where like, if you triple tap, it's a screenshot. If you double tap, it can bring down the notification center or something. Anyway, that's super cool. Um, there's widgets now which Android has had for a long time. I understand that, but it's cool to, to see Apple's variation of it. Um, really cool for the home screen. So yeah, I don't know if you guys get excited about that kind of stuff. kind of nerdy, but yeah. you know we use our phone for multiple hours a day. So these little efficiencies and little changes end up saving you you know a minute here, a minute there. It's tons of time. It's mm-hmm. way more uh, productivity if you look at it over like the course of a couple years. And finally, Picture-in-picture picture video, which means if you're watching a video and you close the app, the video will continue to play in a little mini window, and you can move it around.
1: Including on YouTube?
0: Not on YouTube. Okay, you got to get premium. YouTube paywalls that, at least for now. Um, but if you're watching or if you're FaceTiming somebody, you can be on the FaceTime and it won't pause it. You can be on the internet or whatever, it else, whatever else it is. So that's pretty sweet if you're on, like, a conference call and you need to get some information or something. Sweet. Yeah. And once this goes public, the widgets and the video stuff are going to be open to third party developers. So you could have like your Google Maps widget, Instagram, Facebook, your Gmail widget. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. That's sweet. Um, Download or beware, but I love that kind of stuff. And I think it's pretty cool. You've
1: you've always downloaded the betas.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and they've been uh, buggy. In the past, especially if you get it three months before release date, yeah. But this one is pretty smooth, so I'm sure you guys could just YouTube how to do it if you want to get it. And this is one of the most like um, big changes we've seen in at least a few years. Awesome. So anyway, Apple rant over. It's pretty Sweet. cool. Go Sweet. check it out. Sweet. Yeah.
1: So sorry. One more thing. Did yeah. You said that there was a a hint or something at new Macs or new a new Mac
0: release. Well, um, so at WWDC they typically do all of the software updates. Yeah. So that's iOS, iPad OS, the watch OS. I'm, I'm mostly in it for the iOS. Mm-hmm. I, I rely on my Mac too much to beta a new operating system. Yeah. Just in case something were to go wrong. Because I use it like pretty much uh, for all my productivity. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get to watch it. Like it's very long. I've been pretty enthralled in the iOS stuff. There's also some CarPlay updates. Sweet. It's like new wallpapers and better AI and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah. Um, the, apparently, the Mac update is huge. I just personally haven't checked it out yet. Cool. If you're cool. into it, uh, go watch some videos.
1: How would you it's even update exciting. your CarPlay? Would that be through your phone?
0: Uh, yeah, it's just okay. tethered to your phone. Cool. So yeah. whatever operating system your phone is running on, yeah, that's what cool. uh, CarPlay will use. Cool.
1: Our CarPlay is awesome. So we took my wife's car up, mm-hmm. up camping, and like CarPlay is sweet because it's new to us, right? Yeah, it's so, a game changer. Yeah,
0: it's sweet. I've have I actually don't know anybody who uses Android Auto. So. Neither do I. Yeah, so I wouldn't be able to compare it. Um, I'm we, we live in like an iPhone bubble. Yeah, most of our friends and contacts use iPhones. Yeah. for the most part. I actually just saw that Alexa is coming out with. I one. did see that. Yeah.
1: In the uh, who
0: who had it? GM. Yes. GM yes. vehicles. Yeah,
1: in a Buick. I think I saw it in a Buick. Yeah,
0: I know this because of one of our automotive clients. But um, yeah, 2018 and newer models. Have Alexa. Whatever ecosystem you Amazon's like. coming on the game, eh? On the, yeah. on the scene. Yeah, I'd be interested to see how they do it. How does that work?
1: They don't have phones, do they?
0: Uh, Amazon doesn't make phones, no. No. But they have the assist- the Assistant, right? Yeah. So I don't know if it's going to be full-on uh, UI interface or if it's just going to be virtual Assistant. Interesting.
1: Because even Hey Siri works in, the, uh, in CarPlay.
0: Right, so there'd be some overlap. Yeah. Unless Alexa were to completely... Create a car interface. Yeah, which they could.
1: Does GM have CarPlay and Android Auto right now?
0: I I would assume everybody does. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Hmm. Okay. Cool, man. Yeah. Cool. Next up on the list, we're talking patios, and I believe you wanted to shout out a, a place, a local place.
0: Okay. Um, where do you guys go? I just want I just want to know, like, give us some restaurant recommendations. Where's your patio spot? I
1: think I think one of the big ones is probably the Garden. I've heard the Garden several times.
0: Yeah. Big shout out to Chris last week. Yep. Haven't checked it out yet. Uh, yep. Props to what he's doing. Yeah. Um, not a patio spot, but I really like Spice and Curry. Yeah. It's a small uh, Indian restaurant on Kyle Drive. Yep. It's right across from the Tim Wharton's there. And they're actually converting the parking lot into like a mini patio. Oh, wicked. So they're going to have a few spots. I haven't seen it, it's not going to be huge. But that'll be kind of cool. Um, I love supporting them. They're pretty close to my house. Yeah. A lot of good vegan food. Yeah, I was going to say. My friend and I, uh, shout out to Connor. We ate there the other night. Delicious. Cool. Awesome. Good stuff. So yeah, check them out if you uh, if you like spice and curry and you want to do like a patio vibe. Did he have a vegan option or did he go meat? Um, I think he got butter chicken. Okay. That's a classic.
1: Connor's our carnivore friend. They did yeah. the carnivore diet yeah. for
0: those. Um, yeah. We're slowly converting him. Slowly.
1: Actually, Sarah and I had an interesting conversation while we were camping. Yeah. Because one night I made steak with roasted uh, vegetables. You and guys stuff.
0: cooked all your meals, or were you eating out a little? Every bit? single meal. Every single meal. And I
1: cooked the entire week. I I love cooking, man.
0: You must I, be getting pretty good at it. I now. Yeah, I
1: really love cooking. Anyway, so I made I made some steak and stuff. Okay. And Sarah was just looking at it weird, and I'm like, babe, you don't like you don't have to eat it if you don't like. I can tell that you don't want this steak. And so we brought up the vegan conversation again. And so actually, I'm excited to tell you, we're going to be doing at least once a week. I think we're going to do meatless Mondays. So we're going to slowly Cheers. etch back into Maybe vegetarian, maybe vegan, whatever it is. But like, I'm also down too. I I still believe at my core that balance is the way to go. But at the same time, I'm open to trying this again and seeing how it goes. So yeah, we're gonna be starting meatless Monday.
0: You know, that's interesting because like, first of all, good for you guys, man. Everybody's got a different balance, a different mm-hmm. diet, whatever works for you. I'm 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 supportive of that, and I think that's cool. But like, the fact that you bring that up about meat, that's one thing that that I've noticed is. If you do um, a lot of cooking yourself, you see raw meat, but that's only a small glimpse into factory farming mm-hmm. and what and what that really entails. Like for the most part, we're very out of touch with the supply chain that our food is brought to us with. Hundred percent, we are. Um, we're we're in kind of like a little bubble where maybe that's less true here, where farming is so prominent. But for the most part, um, in the developed West, like we're not seeing. What happens to our food and seeing and seeing raw meat seeing what it is is like obviously you're not seeing it being like removed from an animal or something mm-hmm. but that's like a tiny little glimpse into that world and like raw meat grosses me out um, to an extent I, I noticed that when it comes to uh, plant-based foods seeing them raw isn't gross it's not you know like to see a raw vegetable I'm sure there's some exceptions if you want to prove me wrong but like seeing a raw, I don't know, like asparagus. But yeah, a raw asparagus. It's not gross. No, it's not like fundamentally different from from when it's cooked. Mm-hmm. Anyway, just just an observation. No, that is true. I'm even even as somebody who doesn't eat meat, I'm still completely disconnected from the supply chain my food comes from. Yeah, and all of the like environmental harm. We are
1: that, we are super lucky. Even well, even there there are some great uh, local meat shops here too. Shout out to J and E Meat. Shout out to BUS Beef. Shout out to all those guys. Yeah, um, locally. Um, what do you think about that? like say for example, um, if you're if you're a hunter and you get all of your meat via deer or or elk or whatever you whatever you hunt or bear, um, do you think that that's fundamentally wrong too? like would you like where does where is the line there?
0: I, I don't know. I think if you're eating to survive, then you've got to do what you've got to do and if you're like basically primally wired to do things like that to survive, mm-hmm. then, I don't think you could really make an ethical argument against that. Yeah. And like, I'm still kind of, you, you know, it, it takes a lot to actually really think out like your own identity and your own relationship with food. Like for example, if a free range chicken was having a great life and it just happened to lay an egg as a byproduct of its happy existence, would it be wrong to eat that egg? I'm not sure. I don't yeah. know. Does yeah. It doesn't seem like it's wrong. Yeah. You know, would it be wrong to um, eat like honey? from a free range bee
1: that is true so do you eat honey i don't you don't eat honey i don't okay
0: but uh, like i've never i've never been you know offered honey right from a like fresh local hive or something like that yeah
1: so i've actually tried
0: it's interesting i don't know
1: um darren and i we did a video of uh summer's gold honey company they're out of merlin Yep. and uh we actually got raw honey in a jar like straight like there's no pasteurization nothing yeah and i had it for like probably half a year and i ate a lot of honey within that time because it was so good was it
0: right in the comb when you got it
1: it wasn't the yeah so basically they take it from the comb and put it in a jar okay it's basically what it is so it's, it's raw yeah um and that was really good but segueing onto the chicken thing so chicken thing yeah onto the chicken thing so the municipality of chatham kent this monday i believe they're either bringing it to council or they're voting on it they're going to make it legal or talk about the legalization of people having seven chickens in their residential
0: backyard. (laughs) First of all, that's kind of hilarious. Yeah. Um.
1: (laughs) So anyway, I just want to bring that up, see what your thoughts are. But they're they're talking about it. So apparently a few wards, obviously not downtown Toronto, but a few wards in Toronto are testing this out, and apparently it's going really well. But the idea is wherever you live, say you live in a a higher-end neighborhood or whatever, your neighbor could have chickens in their backyard in town seven so the (laughs) anyway it's interesting
0: yeah i think from like a homeowner or property owner perspective it's kind of interesting um because the noise is loud yeah but like i don't know a chicken is is no different than having like a misbehaved dog i guess yeah that barks yeah um
1: yeah so that's happening yeah for yeah. me
0: ethically it's still a lot to figure out. Yeah. And I'm still kind of trying to come to terms with what's okay for me. Yeah. Like I think I think animal cruelty is is a problem, but yeah. I personally choose to do it mostly for environmental reasons, but there are a ton of plant-based products which are brutal for the environment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a popular one that a lot of people don't think about is the production of avocados. Ah. It takes a ton of water, and it's like a huge problem in South America. Yeah, the re- in the regions that produce them. Same with uh, iceberg lettuce; it takes tons of water. Mm-hmm. So that's you know even worse than some animal products. Yeah, right. It's not it's not black and white. Um, so it's easy to just. It's just it's it could it would be easy to say I'm a vegan now and take some kind of like ethically superior stance mm-hmm. But it's so much more than that. Yeah, you know That doesn't make you perfect and, and not doing it doesn't make you a bad person. Yeah, very complex stuff
1: Yeah, anyway, we came back from camping and our garden is huge. Oh the tomato plants and okay. stuff just yeah. sprouted while we were gone I so, want to see it. Yeah, yeah, I'll take some pics, but yeah, it's uh, that's going well Anyway, cool. 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 So we didn't have much rain here. No you don't have to actively water it, and it'll be okay. The garden is yeah, it'll be fine. Okay, it'll be fine. We gave it a good watering before we left, so four days or was it five days? One of the two, either way. Pretty hands yeah. off then. Yeah. It's not that bad. and I'll keep you posted. So just just for timing here, we are recording on a Saturday. Um, it's a Friday. We're recording on a Friday yes. next meatless. I'll, I'll I'll give you guys an update. Let you know what I cooked on the next on the next podcast. Okay, for the meatless Monday. Yeah, I'm down. Um,
0: yeah. yeah, it's um if you're cooking, world's your oyster. Do mm-hmm. whatever you want. Yeah. But like a lot of restaurants are getting some better options. Yeah. In the fridge right now, I've got Quesada, the nice. chain Mexican place. Cool. Burrito Bowl, they have beyond meat. Yeah. Lots of choices. You're not you're not nearly as limited. And yeah. it to spice and curry cuz they've got a ton.
1: Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. We uh we actually have a a veg cookbook from Jamie Oliver. Okay. I think I got it for my birthday or something. Anyway, so probably cook something out of there. Give that a try. That's cool, man. Yeah. Let me know. Yeah. Next next up on the talking points here, as always, guys, yellow, sticky note, bubbly, we're on brand. Four-day work week. What's up?
0: Yeah. So I think... We cutting hours or what? I think... <laughs> <laughs> well, I think here at Exordia, um, we're going to be pioneering the seven-day work week for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not trying to say woe is me. That's just what it is if you're going to start a business. But I think... Um, it's a very interesting idea. So I heard on the news that I think some town, I believe in Nova Scotia, in eastern Canada, is one of the first that are piloting this new four-day work week. Interesting. I've heard it. It's being trialed in some European countries as well, on like a, a very small scale. But basically, it's a study of productivity and output if. Uh, a workforce is given only uh, four days, so I think it would be maybe like a standard thirty-two hour week, mm-hmm. eight times four, as yep. opposed to the five eight-hour days. Yep. And it's just this idea that if you um, give people an amount of time to do a certain task, th- there's a few theories that back this up. So first of all, there's this Id- there's this kind of like law, I think you could call it, where if you have a given amount of time to do something you're gonna find a way to make it take all that time yeah like if i tell you to get something done in four hours you're, you're probably gonna get it done in around like three and a bit hours or something yeah. but if you somehow had to do that same task in only two hours you'd find a way to do it mm-hmm. a lot of the time that's true it is true so, so i think that's interesting and i know um you know i think we all know people who get paid hourly who have jobs like that who are almost incentivized to drag their feet? Yeah, because you don't want to kind of be the whistleblower. And I'm not. I'm not saying this is right, but a lot of people, um, you don't want to be the whistleblower to show your boss, "Hey, I don't need to be, you know, given all these hours. My job's actually way easier." Mm-hmm. So you're almost, exactly. you know, you almost kind of drag yeah. your feet just to go under the radar yeah. and get paid for for doing it.
1: Yeah, as long as you can get your shit done in 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 that amount of time? Yeah, definitely. You know, we had a friend, we had a friend go over um he was on exchange. Nick, he went to Germany for right. a year and he worked. And I remember one of his key takeaways, I think it was one of his key takeaways, was how much more relaxed things are there. For example, he can bank vacation time. I remember he would take yeah. off on a Friday cuz he banked so many hours or whatever and he could go away and went on a hike.
0: And, and Germany is still a very productive country. It's still
1: a very productive co- country, but he said, like, the pace was just a little slower. And I don't know if they do it. I don't think they do a four-day four work week. I'm not sure. But he said it was much more relaxed, especially when you go into Italy and things like that. So I think it's something definitely to explore. And if you can get your stuff done, who cares?
0: That's the same, you know. If you can get it done six hours in, in two days, yeah. I'm not saying that's feasible, but, like, why not right everybody's happier yep
1: it saves every it saves everybody time it saves the the company time yeah saves the money saves you time saves it's it's a win-win really yeah it's
0: one of those things that's just so ingrained in our culture at this point it might be hard to shift yeah and like one thing that i notice is um in entrepreneurship culture there's like this kind of toxic in my opinion hustle culture where it's like your badge of honor of how little you sleep or of how many hours you work Yep or like just grinding, yeah. right? Which you do have to grind if you start a business, but like, I think maybe instead of championing like, oh, I work 12 hours a day, you know, you got to focus on results, right? What are you getting done? That's the whole point, you know? If you can get if you can get done what I do in a week in one day, then I've got questions for you yep. and I salute you. Because yep. I want to know how you did that. Because yep. I need to learn something.
1: For sure, you. for sure.
0: And yeah, um, in the past, actually, The person who pioneered the 40-hour work week was Henry Ford, believe it or not. Um, And I think before that, the standard was, I think, 10-hour days, six days a week. Okay. So 60 to 40.
1: Yeah, and then Sunday was a day of rest. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Sunday was always the day of rest, but pretty substantial cut. And now we would almost consider that like inhumane to make people, in order to have a full-time job, work 10 hour days, six days yeah. a week.
1: Maybe this is the next shift then.
0: Maybe this is the next shift. And maybe we look back and say, how, how do people have to work 40 hours a week and still have a life? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Work-life balance is super important. I myself struggle with it, like regulating my own time, um, trying to fit in everything that's important to me, weighing my priorities. Um, Cause yeah, it's easy. It's easy to um, get like tunnel vision and just kind of focus on like your financial or your business goals and kind of let family, your friends, health not take yeah your health anything um not take as much precedence as they should in your life yeah so i think i think it would be cool i'd be interested to see how it works maybe not in all situations but um it'd be interesting for sure
1: Mm -hmm. cool yeah cool what do you think why not like that—that's that. We,
0: we all know somebody who drags their feet just so they could like run up the clock. One hundred percent. Right.
1: One hundred percent. You—you've heard it. Whether you were whether you were a teenager, for example, you're in corn to tassel or whatever. You're dragging your feet. No matter where, you, no matter where you look in which in which sectors, so you know somebody that's probably going to work, clocking in, clocking out, and maybe just maybe if it was reduced if they reduce their hours to the four day work week, they might get more done. Yeah. You know, because you're al- you're almost a little more pressed to get your stuff done. Because you only have those four mm-hmm. days instead of that whole other day that
0: otherwise might be wasted. I, yeah, I, so, totally. And as I long
1: like, as the productivity is there and people are getting their stuff done, yeah. let the people do what they want.
0: I think there's a lot of jobs, a lot of industries where you could do like results-based compensation. Totally. Yeah.
1: Totally. Totally.
0: It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. So it took it took like obviously a very forward-thinking man like Henry Ford who, um, like, innovated. Um, what's it What's it called? Like the the assembly, manufacturing, the assembly line. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Henry Ford's main thing was um everybody has one very niche, small task that they do over and over again yep. to, to speed up uh, efficiency. Yep. And he basically pioneered like um, a lot of major advancements. Yep. In and
1: and this famous production. saying, you can get a Model T in any color you want, as long as it's black. Yeah. <laughs> right. So just
0: simplicity is the way it it is
1: it is so shout out shout out to shout out to the ford family shout out to ford (laughs) ford is a great company
0: you don't like ford
1: i love ford do you actually when you strip it back and you look at it we've got gm otherwise known as government motors they've been bought out by the government ford is still going strong yes they got bailed out in 08 right ford is the only one the true family business that's still going strong. I drive a Ford right now. Has it been a lemon? It's been a lemon to me. But you know what? I believe in the Ford brand, and I believe in what they do, and I think that it's cool that we have a North American automaker such as Ford. Tesla actually is is rocking it right now, but um, they're like a true family business that's that's tried and true and best selling trucks.
0: Yeah, shout out to Tesla, man. They're doing a lot better um, in the market. At oh least man, than Ford is, but yeah, Ford is a very like iconic American. brand. They are.
1: And I, I think that we should celebrate that.
0: You know, like, people um people who have never worked for Ford, have no stake or zero ownership in Ford, will wear, like, a Ford hat. Yep. And, like, especially with trucks is a big thing. Whole truck culture. Like, oh, you drive a Chevy? Enough said. Like, like yeah. stuff like that. Like, yeah. that brand identity that people assume as their own identity. It's crazy. Yep.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I'm just a big fan of Ford and what they've done and, yeah, what they've gone through and pivoted. They're just a really smart like for example them getting rid of their cars great move smart
0: yeah the the uh, market wants SUVs right yep. now they right? want SUVs and Small they want their SUVs. trucks
1: so yeah shout out to them let's pivot a little bit okay Kanye West
0: and Gap oh yeah I heard about this today Kanye West is collaborating in some capacity with Gap weird yeah well yes and no so I don't know if you guys um, remember uh, back when Kanye was in the news all the time for saying all, all these controversial things he was in he was in debt like tens of billions of dollars and he was saying he didn't have enough money to produce uh, Yeezys either uh, the shoes or the clothes or whatever it was and all these people from the ground looking up were saying like Kanye what do you mean you can't afford it like you're a multi-millionaire um, and that's probably a, uh, an understatement yeah but he's talking about how um, if you want your stuff to be accessible to the masses, then you need major economies of scale. You know, you 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 almost if you want to um, if you want to compete globally, like if you want to compete with a Nike, mm-hmm. then you know, a hundred million might not be enough. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. So he did partner with Adidas for that reason. Yep. And I think what's what's interesting about uh, the Gap partnership is Gap has a huge economies of scale. Yes. So if you guys don't know, Gap owns. Gap is a conglomerate which owns Gap, The Gap. They own Old Navy, they own like J Crew or Banana Republic or something. Okay. Anyway, a lot of like major American clothes staples are all owned by The Gap. Yep. Point being they're a huge company. So if a creator like Kanye could partner with them to get his stuff out to more people, yeah, then that'd be awesome. Yeah. Because I don't know what Yeezy's cost, probably like 300 bucks for the shoes. For the shoes? I think something like that. Something like that. Anyway, he wants them to be cheaper. Yeah. But that's just not the reality given the size of his production runs. Yeah. It's something that we're learning more about every day as we look look into getting our own supply chain started Mm -hmm. with clothes. Like, before he did the shoes, he did a designer label. Mm -hmm. Very small, um, like ready to wear clothes. And people were looking at the hoodies and they're like 800 bucks or whatever it is. Insane prices, like luxury fashion prices. And... I think as an outsider, it's easy to say this is absolutely unjustifiable. Yeah. But if you're making everything cut and sew in tiny production runs, yep. with the highest quality stuff, yep. I'm not saying he's not taking a, a healthy margin on top. But like But you have to. You
1: have to charge that 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 amount. Yeah,
0: and I'm not saying everybody who charges two thousand for a pair of shoes is justifiable. Yeah. I'm just saying there's a lot more that goes into some of like the high end designs than, than people give credit for.
1: Yeah. And so, a lot of people don't know what goes into the back end of that kind of stuff, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. So now I, I'm not saying there's nobody who's making who's making shoes using child labor for like ten bucks and selling them for a thousand. There's certainly a lot of that going on as well. Oh, yeah. But you know, um, a lot of this stuff is made in Italy with people who are being paid minimum wage and who take two hour lunch breaks. Yeah. You know, so there's levels to it for sure. So mm-hmm. I think if this is if this is a way that he can leverage gaps um, supply chain to reach more people, then um, that's cool.
1: So, do you think in the next year, two years, we'll see a Kanye West x Gap on StockX or what?
0: I don't know if it's gonna be. What's it
1: gonna look like? Do you know? I don't
0: know. I, no idea. I don't know if it's gonna be Kanye West and Gap collaboration. Mm-hmm. I think he might just be using their supply chain okay. to sell his stuff in
1: Gap. You think?
0: Maybe. Wow. Maybe. Wow. Um, but if you want, if you want it to be you know, accessible to the masses, you have to do something like that because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, the thousand dollar hoodie is one thing. The $300 shoes is still inaccessible. Yeah. Right. And if, if you are really for the people and you want as many people to be able to appreciate your creativity as possible, yeah, then that's the way to go. For sure. So yeah, I don't know much about it. I just think it's cool.
1: Yeah. All right, cool. Well, I want to, I want to wrap this up on, on our last topic here. Okay shout out to all the graduates shout out to every all the grade 12s -hmm. if you're graduating grade 8 why are you listening to this podcast and grade 8 is grade 8 but um congratulations to all the grade 12s congratulations to all the people graduating university um, we graduated grade 12 six years ago. Yeah. Um, it's looking a little weird. We I went s- to the
0: same prom. We went to the same graduation.
1: Yep. I've seen a lot of uh, lawn signs out for the graduate. We have a graduate living here. Yeah. Blah blah. Whatever. Cool. Weird. But congratulations.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm honestly sorry uh, that you guys couldn't share the same experience that um, that we and. So many other people got too. Yeah. Like if I look back at the tail end of my grade twelve, yeah, that's one of the fondest memories for of sure. my experience as a teenager. For sure. Period. Yeah. Like one of the things that I look back on most fondly. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of friends who are just graduating from bachelor's degrees this yep. year. Yep. Who don't get to do the big convocation ceremony. Yep. Uh, I feel for you as well. I would. I would say, in my opinion, uh, missing your high school tail end is worse. Way worse,
1: because it's more intimate. I went when I went to my graduation at, at McMaster. Right there's like. There's several hundred of us, right? You, yeah. you know, a few people you're sitting in alphabetical order, so you don't really know who you're sitting with, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the high school one that would really suck to miss. So anyway, shout out to you guys. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations
0: to all the grads. Uh, yeah. keep your head up. You guys are graduating at a crazy time yeah. and to go through, uh, to go through this type of adversity at a young age, I think is a huge asset because you're less likely to take things for granted. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel I feel fortunate, and I know I'm extremely privileged to say that I'm fortunate. But I feel fortunate that um, COVID and everything happened to us and shook our business as young and naive business owners. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, 100%. to be hit with such a blow, with such like a life changing thing this early, I think is really beneficial. Yeah, than being 45 and super comfy. Yep. and more accustomed to the status quo, yep. so to speak. A little and then bit more of an inflated lifestyle. Exactly. Yeah. 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 We're being shown very early in our lives that stuff can get real yeah. and it can get real fast. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that, that's actually a good point.
0: Yeah, look at it that way. You guys are are living through some pretty like monumental shifts in in uh, culture and the economy and yeah. a lot of stuff. And to come up with that is going to make you a strong person, Yeah, I think. For sure. Anyway, shout out to you guys. Thanks for listening.
1: Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Cheers. Cheers.